for tuning in. This is Animals at the Table. Welcome to Animals at the Table. This is the show where I research a different animal welfare issue every week that you can listen to so you and I can both stay informed on what's going on with the organisms all around us. And on this week, we'll be learning about Adobinus rosmaris, which is Latin for tooth-walking seahorse, and its common name is Pacific walrus. I was watching a nature documentary on Netflix called Our Planet, you know, the ones that are narrated by David Attenborough, and a very horrific scene caught my attention. 3,000-pound walruses falling down from rocky cliffs and crashing down onto rocks or other members of their group. So watching this really upset me and I had to do some research to find out why this was going on. So before we dive into the Bering and Chukchi Seas, it's time for a segment. Let me ask you. The question that we've all been trying to solve for centuries since the ancient times, um, does size matter? Does tusk size matter? So think about it and we'll be talking about it at the end of the episode if you stick around, which you should, or you can skip to the end if you're really interested. So let's learn a little bit about the Pacific walrus in general. They spend two-thirds of their life in the water, but they are mammals, so they do need to come up to the surface for air. On average, they weigh 3,000 pounds, and they have poor eyesight, but that's okay because they also have whiskers, and they use those to feel the ocean floor and search for clams to eat, which makes up the majority of their diet. They also eat things like crab, shrimp, sometimes fish, and even sometimes seals, which I find kind of disturbing because they're both pinnipeds. Like, shouldn't they be friends? Their natural predators are the polar bear and killer whales. And they're an important food source for indigenous communities around their area. So Pacific walrus usually inhabit the northern seas of Russia and Alaska, and more specifically, the Bering and Chukchi seas. Floating ice is extremely important to these animals. It's a substrate for them to rest on, give birth, raise their young, and molt and grow their new hair, as well as staying away from predators. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration has reported warmer air and ocean temperatures in the last few years, and that has led to a decrease of Arctic sea ice. This has led to more walruses hauling out onto land instead of sea ice, which is what they normally do. This is a behavior that they previously exhibited before, But what is new is that previously, it used to be only males that would rest on land instead of sea ice, but now it's been reported that thousands of walruses, including females and calves, are hauling out to land. 
So this poses a number of risks to the species' welfare. For example, walruses are very skittish, and if they hear any strange sound or see any sight that spooks them, they're going to stampede into the water. And it's dangerous to have calves among thousands of big 3,000-pound walruses because they will probably get trampled as they're all trying to get back to the water. Another risk is access to foraging and food. Since there's thousands of walruses in one area and they're cramped, it could be harder for some members that are further away from the water to have access to food. And another problem that I witnessed on Netflix's Our Planet is walruses climbing up large cliffs and eventually falling and crushing the ones beneath them as well as injuring or killing themselves. So walrus falling off cliffs has been reported in the past in the 1960s but the difference is that back then the number of deaths were around dozens and now they are in the hundreds. So it's definitely important to realize that habitat destruction does not just result from cutting down trees or forest fires. It can also result indirectly from climate change. And it's not just walrus species that are being affected. It's almost every species in the Arctic because a lot of them do rely on the sea ice as a habitat to provide for them. And because the sea ice is decreasing, a lot of these species are decreasing in numbers as well. So before we end the episode, let's go back to our segment. Let me ask you. I asked. I asked, does size matter? And I hope you thought about it. And the answer is... It does. Tusks are actually large canines that can grow up to three feet long, and both females and males have them. They use them to fight, defend themselves, and climb out of water and onto ice. But socially, tusk size matters because it determines the individual's social status within the group and how much respect they get. So if you have a bigger tusk as a male, you're more likely to land yourself a female lady and if she gets pregnant she'll be pregnant for 15 months so that's another fun fact thanks for listening i hope you learned something i feel like i definitely know a lot more now about how climate change is affecting the sea ice and what that's doing to a lot of organisms Make sure to follow Animals at the Table on Instagram. Um, I post a lot of cute animal pictures as well as issues that I feel like I can't do a whole episode on. So if you want to get just itty bits of information about animals, definitely check out the Instagram Animals at the Table. I will be putting the petition for listing Pacific walruses as endangered on my Instagram. So make sure to check it out and also try to do what you can to slow down climate change because I'm not saying we should all go vegan, but we can all make tiny lifestyle choices that help the environment.